0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first podcast ever. My name is Kelly Solis, and here with me, I have...
1: Anaya Robinson.
0: Esther Toro. Um In this episode, we will discuss um, the novel Sophie's World and um,
1: truth. Because truth is part of what it means to be human. And searching for truth and understanding truth. And
0: we're going to get into it. Okay. So, without further ado, I guess we can begin the conversation by asking you as our listeners and each other, is there any one truth? No. I feel like it's a very complicated yet simple question mm-hmm. because, I mean, it does kind of come down to a yes or no but I feel like it can vary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think there's any one truth because I think it varies from person to person, mm-hmm. and each person has a different life and a different experience, so that is ultimately going to shape um, their outlook on life and what matters to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of understanding if um, if there is one truth, you need to understand <coughs> what truth is in itself and I believe truth is something um, that pertains to a person because it is what is meaningful in life and what is meaningful to you and what is in what's meaningful and what is important isn't the same for all people.
0: It's also different throughout a specific time period and here in history Um, what we think to be true might greatly differ than what our parents think to be true, and then them from their parents, their parents, and
1: so forth. And just because it's different doesn't mean that it's wrong. I think a lot of people, especially when it comes to time periods, something might have been true for someone else at a certain time, but that's because of their experience and what they're going through. And that is true for them. Just because it's not true for you doesn't mean it isn't the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think in the novel Sophie's World, um, the author, Garter, does a wonderful job of explaining all of these different philosophers, which is a very complex thing to do, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And here he has done it in such short amount of time, and only, like I think it's less than 500 pages. And he compacts history and these philosophers' ideas in such a very, I guess, efficient and economical way that you really are able to get their ideas and what they believe. Um, And I think all of these philosophers, it's kind of like having them all in one book kind of shows how they differ or compare and contrast from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of them are um, searching for this one truth. And I think also a lot of them don't really notice it or care to admit it, but I think they are greatly affected by each other Mm -hmm. and previous philosophers' views. Yeah, I feel like they use, like, the ideas of other philosophers to shape what they believe in. Mm -hmm. So they're getting, like, a section of each time period and combining them together and bringing them to their own truth. Mm -hmm. In a way, like, they can find their one truth by using all of the truths by the other philosophers.
1: Yeah, I really agree with this especially because I feel like um, life and time in society is a product of the past and a lot of what happens in the past causes things to be the way that they are now and that goes to truth because as we said earlier things are are shaped differently, are, are fixed differently to mean something else and this is true for the philosophers because over time they are, all their truths are changing and all their truths are shifting but they still relate to each other and they build off of each other and they differ from each other and it's um, actually kind of cool to see see how they're all different but they're all kind of the same.
0: It reminds me of the game Telephone, like where kids whisper into each other's ears, mm-hmm. and it's like one person starts off the game by saying a statement, and then at the end, it's gone through however many people, and they repeat what they heard, but at, you can see just by going through maybe two or ten people how it's um, very much different than it was in the beginning, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's kind of all history is, mm-hmm. is like there is, I don't know, is there really one beginning? I, I don't know. I just feel like everything from the past is still very present in today in mm-hmm. just a different way, whether it's been twisted or um, restated in a different way to support someone else's ideas, kind mm-hmm. of like we've said.
1: Sarter, I feel like got it pretty good <clears throat> in terms of my beliefs and what I agree with and believe in. On what it, what truth means, Sartre said that to exist is to create your own life, and I think that speaks of very true, true to searching for truth and searching for your own truth, because I think a lot of people, for one, who believe in that there is one truth, like to I, and this also kind of plays into our other. Topics of free will, but people who assume that there is one truth tend to act as if everything goes in accordance to like one law Mm -hmm. and like I'm only gonna behave this way or live my life this way because this is the only this is the only way there is only one truth and This is the only truth, but I think you people should let go of the idea that there's only one truth because it allows you to search through yourself and through life and society to find out what is meaningful and what is important and what's meaningful and important to you. It shouldn't have to be what is to everyone.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that because I think by everyone having their own one and sticking so strongly to it and not accepting or at least being tolerant of others truths, it kind of creates this rift in society and it annihilates people and individuals as a whole. And I think like um I believe it was a commencement speech by um Wallace, This mm-hmm. is Water and he's saying how people are so selfish they think everything revolves around them. They think all of these truths just are because like I think therefore it is. Mm-hmm. Um but really it's not and I don't think people realize how they have been influenced by others around them. Whether they disagree with it or not, it's kind of like that saying, um, you become what you hate the most, mm-hmm. um, because you just obsessed over it, and it in turn affects how and what you think probably more than what you do believe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which reminds me of Hume, because he is the one who said, also the fact that nobody ever invented or had an original thought. It's mm-hmm. influenced by other thoughts around it. Like No one just said, this is a unicorn, and. This is what it is. It's
1: because, or a Pegasus. It's because they've seen a horse, a horse, and seen a bird. bird. <laughs> and people imagine things and they make stuff up. And Hume says that that is that what you make up and what you imagine isn't important. But I guess we're kind of saying that it is, and what you feel and what you believe is important, no matter what other people like him say, isn't.
0: So I have a question that relates to that. So like, how does a person find the best version of truth that fits them? Hmm. That's good.
1: I feel like you need to take, for one, take into account um, like the state of society and what's going on and what is wrong with the world and what is right and you need to, um, analyze how you, um, feel about, like, okay, say something bad's going on, acknowledge your, um, response to that, your immediate response to whatever is happening, and, cause whatever you feel is gonna be reflective of your beliefs, and to find your truth, you need to... For one, to be true to yourself, I, you can't let what's going on, um, what other people's beliefs influence your truth. So, by recognizing your own immediate um, reactions to things, I feel like it could be a good way to find out your actual truth rather than what you think is your truth. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like to, um, again, like, follow the crowd and say this is truth but like when you actually believe something else and I think you should strive to find your own truth and to recognize what you're actually thinking and what you're actually trying to say which is very Freudian like acknowledge your own urges and your own um your own thoughts
0: and don't suppress them don't suppress them based on like social Mm constructs. and I think it also connects to Kierkegaard who um criticized hegel and his you know dialectic by saying you can explain the history of the world but you don't understand or know the first thing about yourself Mm -hmm. so i think it just really comes down to knowing yourself and i think you figure and learn more about yourself as you experience things and i don't think you always learn things through rationalism Mm -hmm. um, because in theory and in logic a lot of things can play out a certain way but mm-hmm. when it's actually in practice mm-hmm. it doesn't always go according to plan mm-hmm. and I think those errors and things not going according to plan is really what shapes people and builds their character and um, teaches the most
1: mm-hmm. especially in social media and like like we talked about yesterday public public opinions are so like prevalent a lot of people see something this can go with like um the whole like clickbait and fake news too people see something and immediately hold it as Mm truth and hold it as real and um just make it their own truth they make um things seem important even if especially to them if it's if it doesn't i don't know what i'm trying to say but like Social media makes it to where people can't think to, for themselves mm-hmm. some of the times. And I think you should really fight against accepting what you see on the internet and doing your own research and doing your own questioning to find actual truth rather than what you just see and accepting it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times, especially individuals who are young and impressionable, see stuff and order honor- automatically are like this is truth and like I see this a lot and especially with me I'll see stuff on the internet and it's like oh Trump's getting impre- impeached and I'm like oh what the heck yes but then it's like it's fake news like right do your own research and Figure things out. Like, like use your brain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the constant struggle in postmodernism. Mm-hmm. Like the, especially young people that they just believe what other people say and they don't try to like look for the answers themselves. They just listen to other people's opinions and they can't form their own opinions.
1: And that's one of the things I really like about Sophie's World, like as a book, is that it depicts all of these philosophers and it shows everyone's beliefs and it shows, and it doesn't depict any, which one of them as right. Mm-hmm. So that you can, you can use your own mind and your um, own ideas to decide what you believe in and what is your truth. Because like at the beginning they talk about um, Parmenides, and then they talk about Heraclitus and they were both very different and they both had opposing opinions. But Gardner doesn't um, say, this Which is guy right is right, and this guy is wrong. Mm-hmm. He lets you decide.
0: Yeah, and I think um, being in newspaper and talking about like fake news and clickbait and all that, um, I've had many conversations of like, is newspaper dying and is journalism kind of like a dying art? And you know, there was, my newspaper teacher said he read this one article that um, the author says that it's not dying, it's just going through a rebirth and there's kind of a Mm -hmm. renaissance of journalism going on right now in the world so it's gotten to a point where it's so bad and it seems like it's the end but eventually people are realizing now hey we can't trust everything that we see Mm -hmm. and we really need to start thinking for ourselves because we can't just you know live hand to mouth Mm -hmm. quote you know reference to the book um we can't just live hand to mouth based on what the government or people above us or others around us tell us to believe and want us to believe. We have to constantly think for ourselves. And I think all of this inevitably connects back to Socrates. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Socrates is probably one of the most brilliant, if not the most brilliant philosopher, and that he never states that he knows everything and that there is one truth. He admits to not knowing mm-hmm. and he defines that not knowing as kind of the purpose of what it means to be human Mm -hmm. is seeking that through your own experience and um, each person having their own and that in turn affecting the world and the future
1: and socrates methods at getting that across like in itself were um shows a lot about how you can you should work to find truth through yourself because he emphasizes the importance of seeking truth through insight and questioning Mm -hmm. things rather than hey I'm gonna tell you what is true and you're gonna accept it even and I feel like Socrates exemplified his truth through for one not knowing truth and emphasizing how people should look through truth Mm -hmm. through themselves and through question rather than acceptance.
0: So I guess, in short, we're kind of all on the same page as truth isn't one set fact that's a blanket statement that can apply to everyone and everywhere at any given point in time, and it's subjective to a person and an experience. And I think the philosophers and Garter and Sophie's world has um, very clearly conveyed that. And that concludes this episode of the podcast. Come back for more in the next episode,
1: Well, we'll be talking about free will and Wise Blood by Flannery O'Connor.
0: Thanks. Bye. <laughs>